Blog Talk Radio. We live! We live! Live from Chicago and Las Vegas. You're tuned in to the show that's always on top of what's trending. It's page one. It's page one. With LaVar and Mary. With LaVar and Mary. And what's going on, Blog Talk Radio Nation? You are tuned into page one with LaVar and Mary. It is Friday night where you can pretty much join us almost every Friday night at this time, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock out of the West. And um, we are so happy to be with you on this February 10th, 2023. It is uh, Super Bowl weekend. It is Valentine's weekend. Um, I know everybody's like, Valentine's Day is on Tuesday. Yeah, but who actually celebrates it during the week? (laughs) Um, Especially after you're done working. The last thing you want to do is (laughs) probably do that. But (laughs) um, that is on really this weekend. So I don't know. Ladies, I'm going to tell you right now. If your man is a football fan, he's going to want to do something on Saturday. He's not going to want to do anything on Sunday. I'll I'll save you that time now. (laughs) Um, Or if you do it on Sunday, it's going to be before uh, 6.30 Eastern time or after uh, the game. (laughs) That is, unless he just doesn't have a vested interest in the game anyway. But even then... Um, it's probably going to be a weekend of drinking, uh, so please be safe. <laughs> but with that, I bring in my wonderful friend, Mary. How are you? I'm good. I guess it's the perfect storm for this weekend. Glad I've cleared my book. Yeah. Alcohol sales will be quite high. Um, <laughs> that's why if I'm like, it hasn't any... been already. Right, right. I, I wasn't thinking about it, and I was like, well, it is Valentine's weekend, and it's Super Bowl weekend. How many times is that going to happen? Um, so if you didn't have one reason to buy alcohol, you got another one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I do believe that somewhere in between that, uh, isn't it also like Galentine's? Uh, yeah, that's the 13th. Yeah. But as we say be careful so um but no there's a lot of things going on this weekend uh, as we get through the midpoint of february um and i had a lot of things planned for this show tonight of course those things can always be scheduled to change but uh we'll have the almanac here coming up in a few minutes also on the show, uh, Retro Moment of the Week, we got a, a few topics, interesting topics to discuss tonight. Uh, also, uh, if we have a little bit of time, um, we will have at least one story from the Smoky Gun Files and Urban Dictionary Word of the Day. So, Woo-hoo! some of my favorite <laughs> stuff. 
<laughs> I thought you would like it. But uh, like I said, um, I will – this seems so self-grandizing, but uh, for me, uh, it's a big weekend tomorrow. Actually, before I begin, I know usually at the end of the show, we have a lot of shout-outs. Uh, before I even forget, um, big shout-out uh, or birthday shout-out uh, to a couple of people uh, who I work with uh, from time to time. Uh, for those of you who have probably uh, heard me on some broadcasts with uh, Spontaneous, she had a birthday uh, last week. And this past week, um, he's like a brother to me now. Uh, DJ FX, who has his show with DJ Wahid on Tuesday nights, and it is an awesome show. Um, if you have not had a chance to hear it, I actually uh, posted it on my page over at News Comet BTR on Twitter. But uh, they have their show, Party Life and Music Radio, on Tuesday nights. Check it out. Uh, at their new home. I do believe they're on uh, Buzzsprout. Uh, so the link is on the page. Uh, go check them out. But happy birthday, DJFX, who has the, uh, well, I, I, I'm going to jokingly say he's turning 39, too. Uh, <laughs> um, Again. That's where, I, that's where I stop, man. Um, I don't know on any number above that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Actually, interesting note, though, I will tell you, I read today that, uh, I'm not going to reveal the year I was born, um, but um, it was on a Saturday, and it was the sixth Saturday of that year, and the next time it stated that you can reuse your calendar from that year that I was born is actually this year. Both calendars will be exactly the same, assuming you're not interested in the dates for Easter and other irregular holidays. So that's an odd little factoid right there. Um, who knew? <laughs> um, but yeah, I, uh, as of midnight, uh, well, I've gone through precisely 557 full moons. Um, with the next one You're making it too easy for me to make fun of stuff. I know, I know. You know, here's the thing. I don't feel like the age I'm going to be. I don't. Sometimes I have to think about how old I'm going to be. I don't even think about it. But like I said, uh, it's the uh, 39th birthday. Um, so, yeah, been through a lot. But I'm blessed and grateful to be here and have great friends. And I am... Going to enjoy today by eating everything I want to eat. <laughs> there you go. Way to be. That's the perfect birthday. Yeah. That's what I say, man. You know, you want that double cheeseburger? You go eat that double cheeseburger. If you want that shake, go get the shake. Eat the shake, yeah. If there's other things you want to do, go do it. Or not. You don't have to do anything. Nope. You don't. You really don't. Um, 
I tell anybody, if you can sit around and do nothing and not have to be stressed out by anything, and you can just relax and think to yourself, that's an awesome day. Mm -hmm. So go do that and enjoy it. Um, Yeah, but no, besides that, uh, there has been quite a few things. I guess, you know, I usually will ask before we get there. The weather has been quite strange if you are in the south. The weather here in the Midwest is warming up over the weekend. Uh, I usually anticipate it snow this time of year, which it has not. It's been quite mild. Uh, out to the west, I am going to assume that you are wearing shorts and sweat sh- uh, sweatshirts. <laughs> <laughs> T-shirt and holy jeans. Does that count? Uh, yes. The only reason I wore jeans is because I didn't want to shave. <laughs> you wear shorts. I don't want to shave. I wear shorts and people will see my hairy legs. And I am not blessed with blonde hair. <laughs> Just stand in the shadows. You'll be all right. Stand in the shadows. <laughs> Stop it. Stand in the shadows. Nobody will know. <laughs> um, so that you can deal with it. <laughs> but yes. But uh, no, I, you know. That's one problem, guys. Well, I don't know. Let me refrain. Because uh, I was going to say it's one problem guys don't have to worry about. <laughs> but I know that there are some guys that do shave their legs. And um, mm-hmm. more power to you. Uh, all I know is if I had to do it, um, yeah, it, it would be a job. So, no. I, I've i always been told I have, like, uh, like nice, sturdy legs. Like, it's not like a... Did you say sturdy or dirty? Because that sounded different than what I thought it was. (laughs) (laughs) Why would I say I have dirty legs? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. That's why I was checking. Like, if I could have probably been, like, a male leg model, I probably could have in a previous life. Ooh, ah. Look at That's these shoes. <laughs> so, yes. Were they selling um, you something? Yeah. <laughs> if, I, if I had a dime for everything people have told me, I would probably be a, um, a rich person right about now. But uh, unfortunately, I never have embarked on that. Um, funny thing, before I go any further, uh, Mary and I usually – when we talk throughout the week, we usually have a lot of strange conversations or interesting conversations, and one of which I do remember that we talked about, and I didn't have a chance to tell her because sometimes right before the show, um, uh, we get a chance to talk, but it's usually not about stuff like this. But today, actually, of all weird things, um, Adam West was trending, and the reason why was that uh, there was uh, someone had posted a debate over who was the best Batman. They had posted other Adam West things. Um, but I'm sorry, but growing up as, like I said, I'm appreciative of some of the Batman movies. But for me, 
when you think Batman, you're going to think Adam West because of the TV show and because of how many times it's been seen. Um, it's kind of, I don't know, for me, he's the best Batman, bar none. I know you may have a difference. You will probably think somebody else, but um, I don't know. Yes, Michael Keaton, because that's yeah. true. Although there's other Batmans that did a very, there are other actors that did a very good job for Batman, and I know we talked about this, so I'm gonna not, I'm not gonna say anything. Well, you and I talked about this. But. <laughs> so yes, but my pick is uh, Adam West, and he was actually trending today, which I was glad that some of the the younger people on uh, Twitter had an appreciation, <laughs> at least for Batman. So. Yeah. Um, no, that was good to see. Uh, the oddest thing that I read this week uh, was actually one um, that was, well, okay, I know what you're probably going to say, um, but uh, it was in regards to your favorite restaurant. Well, some people won't admit to it. Other people probably will. Uh, but it involved Olive Garden. And speaking of alcohol, <laughs> Olive Garden, now this is all an accusation. It is not true. We're not putting it out there as true. But this is what happened. Uh, there's a viral post on social media that is claiming that the purveyors of affordable Italian cuisine are kind of leaning more towards as they put it in the article, not me, it says more towards the cheap uncle than the kindly grandmother. On a video uploaded to TikTok, it alleges, alleges that Olive Garden intentionally attempted to fool its customers by settling boxed wine that's been poured into bottles. The footage shows empty bottles of wine atop a counter at an Olive Garden branch with various boxed wines sitting open behind the counter. A staffer at the ranch, it says that the restaurant uses the boxed wine for sangria. Uh, in just 24 hours, the video picked up nearly a quarter million views. Uh, Olive Garden had not responded publicly to the claim just yet. Using boxed wine for the sangria is a smart move. I mean, if they're going to charge, unless they're going to charge like a significant amount per glass. That makes sense, but refilling bottles, I don't, that's actually, I think, against most laws. You can't repackage. Yeah. And why would they do that anyway? They only have to keep on tap a few of the bottles. The rest of it, they just, they can do box wine. You would think. Oh. Um. Because I yeah. I order mine by the glass. The only time I've ever ordered a bottle at the at the restaurant was when we had a large group, and even then I was getting the cheap stuff anyway. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was putting the bill, so you got what you got, and if you didn't like it, buy your own. And you don't do bottles at the club. Bottles at the club. I got what you need. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, the other interesting thing of note, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we talked about uh, a couple of minor league teams that were doing special uh, 
Jersey Nights. Uh, my friend here, if you have listened to the program, uh, she is not a fan of pickles, but I think that she would like this one. The Double A Hartford Yard Goats. That's already an awesome name. They will play a game as the Bouncing Pickles this summer. It's an homage uh, to uh, kind of a obscure law in Connecticut. So obscure that there's no real evidence that it actually exists. The logo, which was designed by Caroline Jete, features an anthropomorphized uh, Anthropomorphic. Pickle. Yeah, thank you. You're, you hey, that's my Chicago accent, man. I'm not going to get through. I never said I was a genius. I didn't go to Harvard. Uh, thank you, but I'll have you say that word. <laughs> but it's of a pickle with a backwards baseball cap hopping on a pogo stick. Uh, the nickname Bouncing Pickles, which... <laughs> I'm, I'm going to leave it's the joke alone. Funny. I'm going to leave the joke alone. Uh, it recalls the 1948 story of a pickle packer. <laughs> this story gets no better. Who tried, to prove, no, who tried to prove the freshness of his produce by bouncing a pickle. When it thudded, instead of rebounding, authorities fined him $500 and destroyed his stock. Uh, while that story is <gasps> true by all accounts, the off-reported law is that uh, it is reported to have resulted from the event uh, it's uh, spurious at best, but the Hartford Yard Goats, however, are real, and they're spectacular. They'll take the field as the Bouncing Pickles on May 17th, so if you are in that area uh, that night, you will see the Bouncing Pickles. Um. <laughs> I would give up my pickle, uh, my, uh, what do you call it, pickle protest for that specific day. For the bouncing pickles, I I I'd be I I I concede that. You'll do it for a bouncing pickles jersey. <laughs> I would do it for a bouncing pickles. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, you have. No I, idea. I'm trying to come up with a P word for delay. I would postpone my pickle protest. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> I used to have uh, um, I used to have a sound wah, effect. Wah, wah. Yeah, yeah. I used to have a sound effect for that, but I, I won't even I won't even search for it. Uh, <laughs> but yes. Um anyway, or anywho, moving on. Um it is February tenth. And uh as we head to the Almanac tonight, uh I will tell you that we had National Pizza Week, I think, this week. Um, so if you I missed it. Today. Uh, nope, actually not today. Was it, it National was, Pizza I think, Week? Uh, I think it was a couple of days ago, which I think it was actually, no, it was yesterday. It was the 9th uh, of February. Uh, so you missed that. Um, but today, it is National Umbrella <laughs> National Umbrella Day. I'm not going to go to the Rihanna song. It's also National Cream Cheese Brownie Day. And it's National Home Warranty Day. Tomorrow is quite a few things. Uh, bear with me here. Tomorrow is International Snowmobile Ride Day. It is Global Movie Day. Uh, it is National Inventors Day. There's a reason for that. Uh, one of the cool things about having 
a birthday on the 11th instead. Um, it was – that's also the day that uh, Thomas Edison was born. Um, but it honors all the adventures of the past, and uh, it celebrates pretty much uh, the genius behind all of the designs and things that have happened uh, that, you know, was invented. So tomorrow is also National Peppermint Patty Day. I've never had one. No. I'm disappointed in you, my friend. I don't peppermint patty. How? How did these? You know why? Because I like peppermint, but I don't like an overabundance of it, especially in a candy like that. Uh, It's kind of like Shamrock Shakes, why I really haven't had one. Um, Just, it's no, I, I just can't do it. You do know that I'm going to hang up on you, right? (laughs) I'm walking. I'm out. (laughs) It's Peppermint Patty Day. Enjoy your Peppermint Patty. Um, (laughs) It's actually also National Shut-In Visitation Day. It's National White Shirt Day tomorrow. Uh, It is also National Don't Cry Over Spilled Milk Day. And it's National Make-A-Friend Day tomorrow. I went through that, and I'm pretty sure that you were wondering why it's National White Shirt Day. It's also known as National White T-Shirt Day. It commemorates the day it was resolved on February the 11th, 1937. Um, as you all know, that manufacturing provided a large part of our workforce in the early part of the 20th century. And when the 1929 stock market triggered the Great Depression, auto manufacturers laid off workers and cut costs, and GM did as well. And the 1935 Wagner Act allowed workers to legally organize and join labor unions. And by 1936, conditions reached a dangerous and fierce pace. Workers had organized before standing at picket lines uh, that put not only their jobs at risk, but their lives, too. Uh, December that year, uh, GM workers took up residence in Flint. Uh, and after a plan to walk out was derailed, they did a sit-in. lasted 44 days and brought production to a halt. But it impacted not just GM, but the entire auto industry. Um, so uh, it is for that reason uh, that we celebrate National White Shirt, White T-Shirt Day on the 11th. Uh, the 12th, which nice. is on Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, uh, it is National Pork Ride Day and National Plum Pudding Day. Never had plum pudding. Plum pudding. I- yes. Uh, I don't know. I would assume that on your next trip uh, to the UK (laughs) that you could probably try that there. Uh, Yeah, never had it. I'm afraid, but okay. Maybe we'll do a trade. I'll bring in pork rinds, and they can give me plum pudding, and we'll trade and see what we could do. I don't think (laughs) I don't think I, I, like I used to have a few, but I'm like, I can only have two or three. Put a little hot sauce on them. It's good to go. I don't know that I like plum pudding, so it's probably better. Uh, I've never had it. Uh, I can look this up real quick. I can tell you what plum pudding. Um, 
but it's a holiday dessert, it says more than likely. Um, but uh, plum pudding is usually made up of nutmeg, raisins, nuts, apples, cinnamon, and dates, along with other ingredients. Uh, in England, traditionally, every person in the home holds on to the wooden spoon together to help stir the batter. While they are stirring, they also make a wish. Plum pudding also has been known to be plum duff. Um, so, yeah. I know I've got somebody over there listening. Can we confirm this? It's <laughs> <laughs> good to have. So, so what you're using now is real-time uh, <laughs> real confirmation. Okay. All right. Well, while you're doing that, February 13th is Galentine's Day, as we mentioned a few minutes ago. It's also National Cheddar Day. It is National Tortellini Day, National Clean Out Your Computer Day, and it is National Football Hangover Day. <laughs> and then on the 14th, it is National Cream-Filled Chocolates Day. It's Valentine's Day, National Ferris Wheel Day, and National Organ Donor Day. Wednesday the 15th. Oh, nobody wants uh, my organs I'm or sure my donors. Do. <laughs> I'm sure they do. <laughs> uh, the 15th is International Angleman Day. It's National Wisconsin Day, National Flag of Canada Day. It's Singles Awareness Day, which is oddly enough after Valentine's Day, so you're going to do your Singles Awareness Day on the 15th instead of on the 14th. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which makes no sense. <laughs> and it is also National Gumdrop Day on the 15th. And then the 16th brings us National Almond Day and National Do a Grouch a Favor Day. <laughs> okay. So. I'm grouchy if, most of the time, so do me a favor and listen to our podcast. <laughs> oh, see how I did that? I'm so smart tonight. So, yes. Uh, it says here that the grouch can be called by a number of names, some of which won't be described. However, a few that might come in handy are a curmudgeon, a crank, a grump, a sourpuss, a bellyacre, a grouse, a crosspatch, a malcontent, a crab, and a grumbler. <laughs> It says the grouch that you might, might, you know, might be a friend, relative, coworker, boss, neighbor, or someone who lives in your house. <laughs> so good luck with that. Grumpy pants, go. Mm-hmm. And then on the seventeenth next Friday, just to kind of give you a heads up, it's National Cabbage Day, National Caregivers Day, National No One Eats Alone Day, and Next Friday, 17th, which I hope that most of you do every day, it's National Random Acts of Kindness Day. So I hope some of you are doing that already. You know my favorite grumpy, uh, the word I use for grumpy people? Can What's that? Ah, that's another one. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. I like it. It's fun. <laughs> I'll drink to that. I'll agree to that. I'll, drink to that. <laughs> I'll have a bite of my pizza for that. Yeah. Actually, 
I don't know why. Hold on a second. <coughs> Live radio, gotta love it. All of a sudden, I went for a clip. <laughs> um, don't you love that when you're talking, and then all of a sudden you can't? But yeah, that's why we do this live. <laughs> we don't do anything. But um, you got to make it. I'll make it through. I got to tell you, I, <laughs> I've apologized probably the last few weeks for this podcast because my voice has not been in the best of shape. Um, and I hate that. But we continue on. Hopefully one of these days I can make it through an entire show without actually having to cough or without having to uh, have something happen to my voice as we get toward the end. But um, we're making it through. I call I, I blame winter. And I think what I need to do is I need to go like somewhere tropical. Um, so pretty much I think what I should do is I should start a GoFundMe. <laughs> if those of you uh, are kind enough out there and, and wish to probably uh, give to that GoFundMe to uh, have our show go on the road, uh, we'll be forever grateful. <laughs> we could do this from Hawaii. Yeah, that would be hey, great. Hey, if Beyonce fans. Beach sounds in the background. Yeah. If Beyonce fans can start doing GoFundMe's to send them to a Beyonce concert, I think, why not us? <laughs> and that was actually in the news this week. Uh, there were fans pleading for cash, uh, knowing that these tickets will probably be a little high. And so all these pages are popping up. And as people were saying, hey, the problem is, even if you raise the money, that doesn't mean you're guaranteed a ticket. Um, and it hasn't stopped a lot of people from trying. Uh, one fan even was saying that it was the only life experience that they cared about living before they died. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, and I think one other person said that they wanted financial support and sending them to a Beyonce tour. They hadn't missed the concert yet. Well, all they have are bills, bills, bills. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. But I think some people, they said, had managed to raise a few hundred bucks while others have raised next to nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, it's insane. And I know she's going to make a ton of money off of this this year. Um, I was just telling somebody else the other day, when's the last time you had, like, some of the biggest names in music all on tour at the same, like, time frame, because you got, uh, I feel like I'm like back in 85 or something, because you got Janet Jackson and Madonna on tour. Um, there's a lot of good shows out there, uh, or regional shows. Uh, I really would like to go see Pink. Uh, but, yeah, there's a lot of good shows. I'm pretty sure residencies that are taking up out in Vegas, but yeah. Um, oh yeah, I would love to see Pink as well. She's one of my faves. And then on top of that, she's one of Kiddo's faves as well, so that would be one of those things that she, that Kiddo and I could do together, which is something we try to do, like find some things that we both enjoy and go out and do. So I didn't know I that. I would love to see Pink. Oh yeah. 
Oh yeah, I, I it was one of those things. Is the when it comes to like concerts and shows and that kind of thing, um, I enjoy a wide variety of shows, and and you know this, my my musical taste and my like it, honestly, when it comes to entertainment, my entertainment taste is quite eclectic. Um, if it makes me laugh, if it makes me sing, if I can dance to it, then I'm probably going to have a good time no matter what. Um, whereas I'm not sure that Kiddo's been alive long enough to become eclectic, but she is much more eclectic than other kids her age, I feel. Mm-hmm. So if she goes, I like this, more than likely I also do. Or it's close enough to be like, all right, I can deal with it. Like, I can deal with screaming hormonal children if she really <laughs> wanted to see Disney on ice. You know, like, I can deal with it. But, well, yeah, she, she, she's like, yeah, I would love to – she said she would love to see pink, and I would love to see pink, and it's just – and it's in October out here in Vegas, so I'm really excited about that. So, yeah, it's just – well, you know, if you do take her to see Disney on ice, you got to get her one of those like little whirly things, a little light whirly thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like a staple yes, of every like Disney on ice show or circus. <laughs> like seriously. But yeah, we just recently went to see Tenacious D, and that's again another kind of concert that you don't necessarily pick for a person of her age. But yeah, absolutely. We we get to that's something that we like to do together. By the way, her daughter is thirty four years old. No, okay. Seventy five, actually. <laughs> She's seventy five and I am like nine hundred. I just drink <laughs> the blood of, you know, the tears of the depressed and the and the blood of virgins. So that's why I look as young as I do. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna be good. Um, it's, uh, uh, speaking of entertainment, though, that leads us into one of our top stories of the night because if you have probably noticed today, uh, AMC has announced Sightline which is a new three-tiered pricing system in which moviegoers will pay a certain price for their tickets depending on where they sit. According to the movie theater chain, there are three tiers, standard, valued, and preferred sight lines. So the standard is the most common seats which are available for the traditional ticket price. Value sight lines are seats in the front row as well as select ADA seats. They're available at a lower price than the standard sight line seats, Valued sightline pricing is available only to AMC Stubbs members, of which I am one, and I will say that for disclosure, including the free tier membership, which is AMC Insider. The preferred sightline, these seats are typically in the middle of the uh, theater and are priced higher than standard sightline seats. AMC Stubbs A-list members may uh, make reservations in the preferred sightline section at no additional cost. Now, sightline applies to all showtimes after 4 o'clock p.m., it won't be in effect for Discount Tuesday. The new pricing system is already launched in select markets and will roll out nationally by the end of this year. Uh, AMC Theaters offering sightline pricing will provide a detailed seating chart 
outlining the options and prices online on apps at the box office. The approach mirrors other entertainment options like concerts and sporting events that charge a premium for seats with the most uh, desirable views. Now, Elijah Wood is probably one of the first Hollywood stars this week who have come out criticizing AMC for doing that. He says it penalizes people for lower income. Um, And a lot of people, of course, are not liking it. Uh, He says the movie theater is and always has been a sacred uh, democratic space for all. This new initiative by AMC theaters would essentially penalize people for lower income and reward for higher income. Um, And, of course, AMC is saying that while every seat at AMC delivers an amazing movie-going experience, we know that there are some moviegoers who prioritize a specific seat and others who prioritize value moviegoing. They say that by doing this, it accommodates both sentiments and to help ensure that the guests have more control over their experience. So, as a person who is a potential moviegoer and would go, is this something now that turns you off about the moviegoing experience? No, but it turns me off of going to AMC. Um, certain other theaters, at least in this area, and maybe across, across the nation, I'm not sure, but for Regal, you can actually pick your seats ahead of time. Like if you buy through their app, you can pick your seat and you get an assigned seat. It's the same thing when you go to the box office. They actually have you pick your seat. You go to the box office, you pay your fee, and they go, here's the screen. The cranky lady behind the window goes, pick a seat, tell me which ones you want, and they put in the number. So you're, you're, for lack of a better term, assigned a seat. But there's no difference in the pricing. I can pay for the premium site line seats that AMC are talking about for Regal, the same price as the front row, as the back row, as the side row, as the general movie-going experience, etc. Now, do I know that when there's a movie that's coming out that's like something that, I, that I'm fully well aware of that everybody's going to be looking forward to seeing, that I'm going onto the app and like hurry up and pick those seats, these are the seats I want, these are the seats I want, these are the seats I want? Yes, absolutely. But I'm not paying any difference between getting that seat and getting the seat to row behind or two rows ahead. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for me, at least, it doesn't – if I don't get the seats I want, it doesn't make a difference in the price. For AMC, it would. And that's – I kind of agree with Eliza Wood. It's – I remember being a very poor college student and going and seeing a movie. And that was great because if I scraped up enough money to go see a theater and a movie in the theater, I could still sit in the theater with anybody. I could rub elbows with everybody. And it's the same experience regardless. You've got to escape the real world for those few hours, a couple hours, an hour and a half, whatever it was, to be in that movie. And if you wanted to go to a $2 movie theater versus a $20 movie theater and that's what you afforded, no one looked down on you. No one made it about an eye. It was about watching a movie. AMC is making it about where you sit. And I don't like it. I, I don't like it. It makes so if it's me wonder. If you buy or sell, I'm selling it. 
Yeah. It makes me wonder if COVID hadn't occurred, if we would be doing this, because it sounds more like a way, it's like more of a money grab. And they're trying mm-hmm. to tie it in with their uh, program that they have, their stubs program. Um, and to me, you know, now um, as the person who is going, you're telling me, but anyway, a quick thing, I'm probably going to sit in the back anyway. I don't care about the middle. <laughs> but um, no, it, it a part of me is saying, hey, it's business. I kind of almost expected that to happen sooner or later. But you're right. The movie-going mm-hmm. experience is one of the last experiences that you have in which you have a freedom to select where you sit because everybody's paying the same thing. And you get a chance to go, and if you get there early, if you're one of those people, you get rewarded because you can pick where you want to sit. And now you're telling me that the prime experience, especially if I have, say, um, if I'm vision impaired or if I, it's better for my eyesight to sit in a particular section, I now got to pay a little bit more to sit in that particular section. I don't know. It's just something that's kind of wrong about it, especially from a movie. Because here's the thing. Movie theater experience is way different from sports or concerts. Why? Because with concerts, we all know for a fact that if you allowed everybody to pick their own seat at a concert venue, there would be fights. (laughs) You'd have Mm -hmm. people traveling over each other all trying to sit in the front. And you're not going to charge the same thing anyway to see that artist. Sporting event, same thing. If I'm sitting there, if you're telling me that I paid 15 bucks and somebody else paid 15 bucks, I get there first, and I want to sit behind home plate. They're going to allow me to do that. Yeah. Um, the movie theater experience is what it is. I see unfortunately, as another sign of the money grab. And like I said, I'm kind of on the fence about that because at the same time, movie theaters lately have lost a lot of viewership due to, you know, movies going to streaming services. And right now, in a last-ditch Hail Mary, pardon the expression, um, <laughs> movie theaters are now saying, hey, come on back and we'll make it special for you. You can sit in the middle and we even put it at a special rate. Nobody can sit there except for you because you're paying a couple of bucks more. And I don't think that's going to entice me to want to go back to the movie theater any time sooner. But like I said, I'm a little bit different because I don't need to sit in the middle. Don't even really need to sit up front. Um, I usually sit in the back of a theater, and I'm just fine with it. And if that's not going to change the price structure, I'm good to go. Um, And if you want to sit in probably a seat in which you're not going to get charged a little bit extra for, unfortunately, my advice to you would be to get there early. But, uh, yeah, when you start doing that, what's next? You know? Um, Mm Mm-hmm. 
are you going to start charging for fresher popcorn? Are you going to start charging, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we have the day old popcorn? Fresher or you got popcorn. The popcorn that's just been an hour ago. <laughs> that's Take funny. Fresher popcorn. You had the hot dog. Yeah, that but that's, that's just it. You're like, where, where does that stop? Yeah. Right. We got day old hot dogs, or you can have today's hot dog. Take your pick. So, I don't know where it's to where it ends, but that's kind of what's going on here. Um, But yeah, uh, interesting thing. I don't know where that would lead. I have a feeling that the other movie companies will probably see a little bit of a boost in regards to um, some people coming to see them instead. But unfortunately, in some areas, too, um, it doesn't have every theater. You know, in some cities, mm-hmm. such as I know around here, uh, the big chain is AMC. Uh, some areas mm-hmm. might have, I think, Regal or Marcus uh, or another regional chain where they're at. And here, or in the bigger cities, it's either that or there's nothing at all. So, yeah, um, that is... And it's times change. I get it. I'm not going to be the person that says, you know, that's shaking my fist, get off my lawn. But um, no, that's um, my job. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, it's it's kind of an ugly thing, and I, you hate to see it. But yeah, it's it's happening. Here we are. <laughs> um, we will, because man, I didn't. This is how fast this show goes. Um, we still have quite a few stories to go, but uh, we are a little bit past the time for Retro Moment of the Week. Uh, we will do that right now. And then on the other side of the break, um, there was an interesting story we didn't get a chance to talk to you about last week. The headline was that NFL teams can no longer ask draft prospects if their mother is a sex worker. <laughs> Don't know where that came from. Um, And then we'll take a look at what's trending. Uh, We will also take a look at a a couple of things because, like you said, this weekend's the big game. Uh, There is a particular state that wants to make the day after the Super Bowl a holiday. We'll tell you where. That couple other interesting factoids that we found throughout the week. And then if we have a little time, I don't even know if we can count this story for an after dark story. But if you put somebody in a friend zone, uh... <laughs> there's a big surprise. <laughs> and we'll tell you one person that really didn't take it too well. And um, we'll tell you what he did. But that's on the other side. First, you're listening to Page One with Laura Mary here on Blog Talk Radio. So grateful to have you here. I can't say that enough each and every week, but we are. Tell a friend and listen to us wherever you can find podcasts, whether it's here on Blog Talk Radio or on iTunes or on iHeart or on Spotify. But we'll be right back. Retro Motor Week is next. No little cinnamon gum freshens breath longer than Big Red. Look, 
1947, RCA brought out its first TV sets. I'll wait. In 1954, RCA pioneered color TV. I'll wait. In 1968, came RCA's first solid-state sets. I'm still waiting. Today, January 18th, 1973, RCA announces bargain days at participating dealers. Savings never seen before on many models of RCA's finest color TV, XL100. Joe, look, it's Benny. Hello, I'm uh, thinking of buying a TV set. Oh, yes, sir. Here's RCA's finest, an XL100. 100% solid state, 25-inch diagonal picture, vivid RCA color. It's America's best-selling solid-state color TV. Well, at these prices, even I'm impressed. And so, as RCA bargain days begin, Jack Benny buys an RCA XL 100. Like I always said, why wait? <laughs> You're listening to Page One, Page One with LeVar and Mary, your source for all the current topics and news you need to know. Here's LeVar and Mary. Welcome back to page one with LeVar and Mary on this Friday night, February 10th, 2023. Um, I think I had some big red back in the day. Uh, <laughs> some strong stuff. Um, hopefully uh, you have stocked up in time for Valentine's Day with your big red or your Wrigley's gum or <laughs> what have you. <laughs> um, and then, uh, we used the to get big red all the time. Yes. Um, or juicy fruit. <laughs> um, I don't know. We did big red because it was uh, my high school colors were red, white, and blue. And the big two were the red and white. So we'd always be go big red. Did you guys think that's all? That the line. <laughs> Uh, no, they would. We tried, and <laughs> there were people that got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I bet. And then the other one was a good old RCA commercial with Jack Benny. Reason being, uh, one of the cool things I always say about my birthday is that it was three days away from Jack Benny, uh, who, of course, is born on February 14th, uh, who went on to have a stellar career in radio and television. Um, and if you have not listened to any of his uh, old radio broadcasts, do yourself a favor. Uh, they're all on YouTube, so you can definitely listen to those. Um, but uh, we've got another or one more uh, throughout the evening here, retro moment, um, that we'll do here in a little bit. But head to the story that I was talking about before the break. Uh, of course, with the big game coming up on Sunday, after that, a lot of teams start work on their draft. Of course, my Chicago Bears have the first pick in the draft. 
No word on what they're going to do with that. Uh, but there was an interesting article from the Huffington Post here uh, last uh, well, a few days ago. Uh, how it talked about how an NFL prospect filled at questions from teams designed to probe his personality and attitude more than just his football IQ. Those questions, such as would you rather be a Super Bowl champion or Hall of Famer, they're pretty much standard issue for teams vetting potential draft picks leading up to um, all-star games like last Saturday's Senior Bowl and, in a, and at the NFL Combine. What aren't deemed acceptable anymore are the outlier questions that a player might find demeaning or embarrassing, which is a nod to the greater attention being paid to mental health concerns among athletes. Uh, this particular player, Jake Andrews, who was a Troy offensive lineman, and other players said that former NFL running back Brian Westbrook uh, spoke to them this week, emphasizing the changes in the 21 years since he arrived in the league. He says when he first got in the league, if you wanted to see a psychiatrist or something, if you were having a down day when it was time to negotiate the next contract, you knew that general managers were going to bring that up. And that stuff just can't happen in this day and age. Um, and just wanted to say, I think it's a good thing, and a lot of people struggle with mental health. And it's really important to keep that in check. Even Ward teams in a memo last January, they could be forced uh, to forfeit a draft pick between the first and fourth round and be fined a minimum of $150,000 for out-of-bounds questions. Individual club employees can also face fines or suspensions. There have been isolated reports in recent years of inappropriate questions being asked of draft prospects. In 2010, then-Miami Dolphins general manager Jeff Ireland apologized to Dallas Cowboys first-round uh, draft pick Des Bryant for asking during a pre-draft visit whether his mother was a sex worker. In 2016, then-Atlanta Falcons coach Dan Quinn apologized to Eli Apple because one of his coaches asked a quarterback about his sexual preference. Two years later, former LSU running back Darius Guise said that one team at the combine asked about his sexuality, and another inquired if his mother was a sex worker. And they said that whether you're a professional athlete or not, there's a level of dignity and respect that comes with an interview. Uh, that according to NFL executive Troy Vincent, who said that at the owners' meetings. He said that sometimes they share things with you and you scratch your head. Other times you're embarrassed. Those are things we can fix. Now, mental health professionals say that the move is a step forward at a time when the spotlight is shined on the psychological well-being of athletes like Olympian Simone Biles and Michael Phelps, NBA-style Kevin Love, and former NFL receiver Brandon Marshall. And, you know, it kind of goes on, but I was – you know, there's some people who are okay with it. Illinois safety Sidney Brown said he's okay with facing tough questions from NFL teams, saying his worst infractions about the old parking or speeding tickets. He says, I think at the end of the day as a player, you've got to be ready for those questions, and whatever you've done in your history is going to trail with you. And he says if they're not asked today, they're going to be asked eventually. It's nice that they have our backs, but these are informal job interviews. This is football, right? You just got to be ready for anything that's thrown your way. Um, I, I uh, <laughs> it, it's got to be an NFL thing, and that's really bold to ask someone if their mother was a sex worker. That's an out of bounds question. I don't care what job you're going to, and to be okay with it. I mean, that's his prerogative. My word, man, <laughs> there's a fine line, you know, 
to and, and because things are so out there now, and I thought about this because we live our lives or a good portion of us live our lives on social media. And for a lot of you, you share a lot of things, sometimes a little bit of oversharing. Because of this, there is now that trail. And because of that trail, it leads to questions or assumptions, which lead to this with the NFL. I don't think that you're ever going to see any other type of job field probably have such questions unless you are really dealing with maybe something in government or law enforcement, which at that point, I think they probably already have a background check on you. But are you surprised at some of the questions that's being asked? And do you think that going back into someone's potential history, whether it was the team itself or, quote, media or anybody else, do you think that it's okay? See, that's that's where it is. Yes, and sort of. Here's the thing: they are uh, the, the. I'm not saying you have to be okay with it, and there there's a level of okay. You're right. The, asking that about someone's mother is not necessarily in that level of okay. But there is a level of crappiness that reporters will ask. They'll ask the dumb questions. They'll ask the, hey, why did you do this question? There, You have to be ready as an athlete, if you're high level, to be able to field those questions and politely decline. I'm not saying that you have to answer them, but to be able to politely decline and still keep your head up about it. Hmm. Should they be asking those questions? Not that one. Absolutely. I don't think that one. That, I think that one out of bounds. You're absolutely correct. But hard questions need to be asked of people, especially if you're going to be doing interviews, because there's going to be other people that are going to ask hard questions, and they don't care. Your team, and I'm saying this as a generalization, should care. They want to be looked at in the best light. They don't want to be looked at like, oh, well, you know, the Eagles. Or did you see the Jets? It, they they want to be they want to put forth the best light. They want their fans to be proud of them. They want to be able to come out and be have a good public image, for lack of a better term. I mean, for heaven's sake, you and I know a hundred percent. I could say, remember back when the Raiders? I already see the image that you have in your head, and I'm not even looking at you. And I already know what image you have going forward. I know that in your mind, if I said, let's go to a Raiders game back in the day, you'd be like, I don't have enough guns for that. <laughs> because that was the public image. Not, that, not without the a NFL is trying to <laughs> <laughs> not, not without some really spiky bracelets. Um, just, yeah. It just turns into the public image. It's, that was the public image back then. They are starting to try and clean that up by doing so. They have to ask tough questions because what do people do? What do reporters do? They want to get the scoop. They want to get them flustered. They want to get them to say something that's wrong. They're not going to ask. I, I can't say this. More than likely, they're not going to go, so is your mom a sex worker? They're probably not going to ask that. 
But if you can't, if they do, how are you going to answer? Right. Is it the right question? No. Is it asking tough questions? Yes. So kind of 50-50? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it it. Um, yeah, it's it's just, yeah, I, I'm just... I'm just beyond shocked that someone would uh, do that in a job interview. Here's the thing. No no one walking this green earth is perfect. Um, there are things in life that happen. The most important thing is if you've learned from said mistake and you've moved on to be better. Uh, I don't think that what someone else has done in your life or who you've affiliated with at some point should have to deal with your character. Because if you ran across somebody, didn't know what they did, they did something and then they want to look at you, you didn't know. So I think it's unfair to um, lump that person in. Um, They're not going to do that to a top tier draft choice. To me, it sounds like they're only going to do that really with somebody that's not going to be destined to be number one, two, or three in the draft. Um, at that point, you don't care. You're going to go ahead and draft based off the talent alone. But, yeah, that's the only place I've seen where that has happened. That's insane and wild. And I hope that the NFL sticks with that whole thing of finding teams, uh, draft picks, and cash because it's not right. It's not right at all. I mean, if you, I mean, if we started asking questions of the owners of some of these teams, I don't think they would like mm. that too much. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, no. Like I, I'm think. down for asking the owners these questions. Totally down. Just saying. <laughs> I'm not saying. Just saying. <laughs> um, taking a look at what is trending tonight on Twitter, if you are. Over there, uh, one of the things I saw this evening, which actually uh, was a trending story, uh, Jada De Laurentiis is leaving the Food Network after 21 years. Uh, she will be um, going to Prime Video. Um, so pretty much she signed a multi-year deal with Amazon Studios She's going to develop and executive produce original unscripted programming for Amazon, including projects featuring uh, her in front of the camera. Um, She just uh, released that news on Instagram. Um, But, yeah, she started Everyday Italian on Food Network in April 2003. Uh, She would go on to host over uh, six or seven different shows uh, over the course of her time there. but yeah, no, she is leaving Food Network. So no more Jada. I have to get Prime now. <laughs> and I can see you rolling Somehow your I'm eyes. I'm not heartbroken about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see you rolling your eyes. <laughs> Why do you hate Jada? I don't hate her. I don't hate her. I don't hate her. And I don't even hate her. I'm not even upset with her for getting a job with Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, yeah, uh, to do her own stuff. 
not even that. Like, good on you, girl power. I think I get annoyed when people are like, oh, I love the way she cooks. It's like, no, you love the way her cleavage looks. Like, <laughs> like she's a beautiful woman. I'm not going to even, I'm not even mad about that. She's a beautiful woman. She knows how to work her assets. And I ain't mad about that. I'm mad at people like, no, I, I watched her for the cooking. Baloney, what did she make last week? And don't say something with mascarpone taste. Because that's just cheating. <laughs> she made a beautiful oh, no. hazelnut own cookie. It. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's one of those, just own it. If you own it, then I ain't mad. <laughs> She's a beautiful woman. She has a wonderful figure. I would love to have that figure. Um, she can cook. She can laugh. Like, as a woman looking at another woman going, yeah, you know, I feel a little inferior to that. Not going to even lie. But don't tell me you're watching her for cooking. You're watching her for the cleavage. Done and done. Well, there might be some people that are watching her for the cooking, but not as many as are watching for the cleavage. I'm always watching to see when she's going to have, one of these days she's going to have a wardrobe malfunction. I know it's going to happen. It's going to happen. That's why I watch. No, doubtful. Very carefully scripted. So now, I mean, <laughs> the least she's gonna probably wear on that would probably be some like kind of loose top, but it's not gonna. You know, here's the thing: I've noticed this a lot um, because there there are other people who kind of also do the same thing, but it works for them because it gets the views. And mm-hmm. one such person who I love, who I've tried to get on this show time and again because I'm amazed at what she does from a competitive eating standpoint is Raina Hung. And when Raina started, Raina usually wore like t-shirts and, you know, did these food challenges, were done. And Raina's kind of a little bit and she has like a lot of low cleavage dresses. And I've noticed in the remarks a lot of times, you know, people will be like, hey, that's awesome, blah, 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 and then there's always the women that will be like, you don't need to do that. You know exactly what you're doing, though, to get the views, but you don't have to do that. I'm no longer a fan. And I was like, unfortunately, unfortunately, um, like you said, you ain't going to be mad at it. And they know exactly what's going to get them views and what's going to get them kind of, well, unfortunately, it goes back throughout history. You know, um, mm-hmm. you think of the price is right, the models back then. You think of Charlie's Angels. and It's like, hey, we're going to do another scene where you got to swim in the water in a bikini. <laughs> Oh yeah, just like stuff I'm not. That's why I'm not mad at it because I don't feel like they're doing. I don't think she's doing anything wrong. Like she's again, we go back to she knows she has the assets and she's using them. I can't be mad at her as a woman. I can't be mad at her as fan. 
I get mad at the fans. I go, oh, she's a great cook. Baloney, you're watching her because of her assets. And by the way, that was a wonderful peach something something with Marscapel. Uh <laughs> something something. <laughs> I love it. Yes, the something something. <laughs> also checking out what's trending online. The Last of Us is also trending. Um, you have no I, idea what that is. It is a TV show. I think it's on HBO. Um, um, so it's. I guess it is an uh, Emmy winner as well. It's about um, monsters or something or uh, whatever it is. It's based but, on a video game. No, it's not, unfortunately. It's a TV show. Uh, no, it's back based now. on a video game. I'm saying the TV show oh. is based on a video game called The Last of Us. Oh, I have no idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know me, the last video game I could tell you about is Madden. Uh, after that, hey. <laughs> um, but SmackDown's also trending tonight. Uh, of course, it's Friday night. And then um, also uh, trending tonight is – now, why in the heck is Ichiro trending? Um, you know, I love when Twitter just puts, like, different people in the spotlight. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I guess there was a story or an infamous story that came up about how Ichiro did not know who Tom Brady was. And so a lot of people are retreating that story tonight, uh, which is kind of funny. Um, and then also trending tonight, uh, yeah, well, Polly <laughs> Polly Shure is trending. Polly Shure is trending. I don't even want to know why Polly Shure is trending. I'm going to keep on going past <laughs> Gotta keep rolling past that. Um and also uh trending this week, which was kinda of sad, but uh, uh the death of Burt Bacharach. Um uh, a tremendous talent uh in the world of music. Um and if uh, he passed away at the age of ninety four, um, you know, there are songwriters that did, there are songwriters and he was one of I guess the greatest because he wrote for pretty much every big name in the last half of the 20th century and if you want a history lesson on it just go back and look at all the things that he was responsible for and it's amazing um, of you know everything from the hits that D.I. Warwick had with the world needs now uh, Sweet Love uh you know, walk on by, you know, the way to San Jose, um, you know, wrote for everybody. Um, so, you know, it, it, I always think when th- times like this happen, uh, you know, the talent that these people had, and it's like generational talent. You know, it's not something that you will see um you know, it just doesn't come along that often. And then when the person's gone, you appreciate just how much um, the things that they did and the talent that they shared. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Uh, also this week, 
uh, Lady Gaga is trending. Um, I'm not going to go too much into the story. I am a little bit. Uh, I am. I love Lady Gaga too much to probably uh, to probably say anything bad about her. <laughs> Uh, but there are a lot of people who were a little bit disturbed about a video that's making the rounds of her while she was doing a concert performance and drumming. Um, you'll have to go and catch it for yourself. <laughs> but, uh, and a lot of people are still talking about it. So we'll leave it at that. But uh, you'll have to see it for yourself. I'll put it that way. Uh, let's just say uh, it's it's the, she's an artist. I, I can't. Yeah, just go see it. So, I'll put it that way. It's the first <laughs> time I can't really go into it because it's so controversial. Uh, long story short, she was doing a drum solo during a concert, and she had, and I'm pretty sure it was either set up because what came out is way different than what it looked to be, but she had a person come up on stage. The person on stage put their finger in their mouth and then proceeded to uh, spit up on Lady Gaga. But it looked way too green. It kind of looked like when those wrestlers used to have that mist in their mouth. I know what you're I'm saying. Like, I don't know what to say, and I don't know if it's art, but it's kind of, nah. <laughs> yeah. I guess. Anyway, also trading tonight, The Flash, uh, as uh, you can now check out the teaser poster for The Flash, and they are telling you to tune in to the big game for the official trailer, so I guess uh, the Flash movie trailer will air during the Super Bowl. <clears throat> So there you go. I know that you're a fan. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So that gives you one more reason to uh, check out the Super Bowl this year. By the way, uh, if you are going to, I I don't know if you are going to watch the Super Bowl. Is there something in particular that you're looking for or something that you're, is it the halftime show? Is it, uh, the commercials is it? It's always the commercials. It's always the commercials. I often enjoy the halftime shows because it's good to see when they, you know. Then again, it just depends. Um, there were some very good ones in history. Um, with that being said, it's always the commercials. I always look forward to the Budweiser commercials <laughs> and the Doritos commercials. Although last year's and the year before that with the monkey, puppy, monkey, baby thing. That was, that <laughs> tweaked my melon. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I tend to look forward to those. I also enjoy the fact that Master Lock used to um, save up, basically, their entire um, <laughs> advertising budget so that they could have a spot during the Super Bowl. That was a nice little tidbit of information I used to know, and that was fun. Um, so, yeah. But it's always commercials, 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 commercials. Although they're getting a little go. weird these days. They tend yeah, to be a they little... say it's going to be less crypto commercials and more wine and alcohol commercials for the Super Bowl. So 
The crypto ones last year were a little weird, uh, especially the one that just had the uh, QR code bouncing from screen to screen. <laughs> Anything in which I got to like quickly get a QR code and then understand that's what you were trying to do. Um, yeah. If I got to think and I got to go to my phone to start doing some stuff, I'm just sitting there probably in a food coma. Don't really need to uh, do all that work. But, uh, <laughs> uh, a couple of quick things, though, in regards to the Super Bowl and some stuff that ties in with it. Uh, I know, uh, and I can tell you that my friend here is a huge fan of Taco Bell's uh, Mexican pizza. Mm-hmm. So um, here is a very interesting thing, though. Um, in celebration of the 2023 Super Bowl, Taco Bell is giving some of its fans the opportunity to enjoy an exclusive menu item. According to a press release from Taco Bell, the uh, big blank Mexican pizza is four times as big as the standard Mexican pizza and will feature three layers of crunchy tortilla shells, sandwiching beans, beef, tomato sauce, and a three-cheese blend. Per a press release, Taco Bell has partnered with the uh, H. Wood Group for uh, one-of-a-kind experimental marvel and will unveil the big blank Mexican pizza for the first time at the invite-only uh, H. Wood Homecoming in Scottsdale, Arizona, it's actually today, the exclusive item will only be available in Glendale on February 12th for a few select Taco Bell Fire Tier Rewards members who were notified back in January. Uh, each lucky recipient will receive an exclusive delivery on game day from Taco Bell, including that pizza, the all-new crispy chicken wings, which I heard a little bit about, taco and nacho party packs, Cinnamon Twist, and Starry Soda. Uh, if you weren't eligible for the promotion, Taco Bell is you covered tomorrow. And on Sunday, Taco Bell fans who order delivery in-app with a $20 minimum order can snag a free regular-sized Mexican pizza. You're welcome. Um, I heard about the chicken wings. <laughs> Not seeing favorable stuff. <laughs> But I guess that's to be expected when you are known for one particular thing and you're doing something else. <laughs> yeah, stay away from the extra stuff. I think we've talked about this, haven't we? It's like McDonald's trying to do sushi. It's like, no, that is not what you are good for. Stay mm-hmm. in your burger lane. Uh, and actually, Super Bowl Sunday, if you did not know, um, well, even though National Pizza Day was on Thursday, Around 13% of Americans eat pizza on any given day, which is roughly one in eight in Americans. Uh, what food is eaten the most on Super Bowl Sunday? In 2022, an estimated 12.5 million pizzas were sold in the U.S. Uh, on game day, Domino's alone sells 11 million slices of pizza. I repeat, 11 million. And Pizza Hut reported selling more than 1.4. Uh, in 2022, YorkTest.com, a Google search data, was used to determine the frequency of monthly searches for dozens of different pizza varieties in order to determine the most popular pizza topping in each state. Uh, here in Illinois, the most popular was in mushrooms. Yep, in Nevada, pepperoni. You got one out of the two. And- Am I right? Huh? Because <laughs> it seems like everybody likes pepperoni around here. Yeah. 
pepperoni and cheese uh, were the most searched. So, yeah. Uh, the most disliked pizza toppings. <laughs> Anchovies. And? Uh, garlic? No. Maybe pepper. Think about something controversial. Oh, pineapple. There you go. <laughs> I like pineapple on pizza. Fight. Me. I do, too. <laughs> um, also on that list, broccoli, artichokes, and eggplant. I don't know who would want to put eggplant on pizza. I was just, I'm trying to think of maybe, I'd say somebody that's vegan, but then they're eating the crust, so. (laughs) Uh, The good thing about that one is that with Super Bowl Sunday comes Monday. Unfortunately, a lot of us have to go back to work on that day, but one state's trying to make that day after the Super Bowl a holiday. Uh, If two lawmakers in Tennessee get their way, the day after the Super Bowl could soon become an official holiday in the volunteer state. Senator London Lamar and Representative Joe Towns have introduced a bill this week that would make the first Monday after the Super Bowl a holiday in Tennessee. To make that happen, though, the state would have to get rid of another holiday. So the lawmakers are proposing to scrap Columbus Day. Uh, The bill, uh, which is officially known as SB 1344 forward slash HB 1463, is pretty simple. If the bill were to pass, uh, pretty much what would happen is that Tennessee code will be changed by deleting the language the second Monday in October known as Columbus Day and by inserting the language the first Monday after the Super Bowl known as Super Bowl Monday. Now, NFL fans have been trying for years to make the Monday after the Super Bowl a national holiday. As a matter of fact, in 2013, someone started a petition asking the president to make Super Bowl Monday a holiday. After that petition failed, someone else gave it a shot in 2019, and that year nearly 15,000 people signed a petition asking the government that Monday a holiday, but it didn't get anywhere. Now, people already are taking the day off. Research has shown that the day after the Super Bowl is one of the least productive days of the year. Uh, so fans clearly feel that the next step is simply to make it official. Uh, the argument for making Monday a holiday basically comes down to fan convenience. If you turn the day after the game into a holiday, then people can get as crazy as they want at their Super Bowl party and not have to worry about working the next day. Also, kids will be able to watch the entire game and not have to worry about attending school the next day. Um, But uh, fans have also proposed moving the Super Bowl to a Saturday so that they can rest on Sunday, but it doesn't sound like that's going to happen anytime soon. Um, Roger Goodell said in 2018, that the reason we haven't done it in the past is simply just from an audience standpoint. The audiences on Sunday night are so much larger. Fans want to have the best opportunity to be able to see the game, and they want to give that to them. So Sunday night is a better night. Um, there's one solution that might work for everyone without changing any laws. It could be moving the Super Bowl to the Sunday before President's Day, which is the third Monday of February. A good chunk of people are off work that Monday, and many schools are already closed, so it would make life a little bit more easier. But in order for that to happen, the NFL would have to simply push the Super Bowl back one more week since the game is now played on the second Sunday in February. Um, What say you about having a holiday for the day after? I say no, but that's because I can handle my alcohol. I don't do something stupid. And you know what? That's 
what oh. you do. You go what? to work. I know. I'm so crabby. Oh. <laughs> I'm oh, so crazy. Yeah. But, 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 but. So here's my but. <laughs> it will. Um, here's my alternative. I'm actually for moving the Super Bowl one more week. I'm for that. Just because then if you want to have the holiday, I just, I just don't, I just, it just comes <laughs> down to, I don't think you should have a holiday for a sports game because if that's the, if that's the case, then why don't we have um, a holiday after the a World Series? Because you don't know if it's going to go to game seven. I get that. But still, right. there should be a holiday. You make a holiday. It follows the World Series. follows the Stanley Cup. Follows the, you know, NBA Finals. I'm sorry. When the Cubs won the World Series, was up so late that night watching that game. Do you think he was? He still went to work the next day. Well, no, he didn't. I think he was retired by then. <laughs> was he retired by then? Doesn't matter. He would have gone to work that day. <clears throat> I went to work. Granted, it was only like nine o'clock my time, but still. No. Gotcha. <laughs> I go back to. I don't think this would be a holiday for sports, but I have no problem with them putting the sporting event before a holiday so that everybody can kick it off. Gotcha. I gotcha. See, it's put down. Yeah, I. I don't know. I, season's already drawn out. I think pushing it one more week. I don't know if that. So then start you know, it earlier and do it in, the, in January. I, I don't know. It, uh, uh, I, I let's see where we go with the holiday thing first, <laughs> or <laughs> at least make it kind of like, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't know what the perfect thing is because you can't really do it Saturday. NFL's not going to do that. Um, Sunday, but moving it an extra week. But some people won't. I mean, in this day and age, how many people actually have President's Day off? Unless you work for a state or a city, or a city entity, some of us still got to work on President's Day. So mm-hmm. not like it's Christmas or, you know, New Year's. You still got to work it. Right. So it's still not going to work. That's what it is. It is what it is. Um, but we'll keep on plugging. We'll try to get that Monday off of the Super Bowl Monday. <laughs> One of these days. <laughs> the only way we're going to do that is if everybody calls off on the Monday afterward and nothing gets done. And I won't. <laughs> then they'll, then they'll have up. to look at it. <laughs> um, I didn't realize we were going this long tonight. We've still got a couple other things to get through. So here's what we're going to do. I am going to try to um, get my voice back to some good shape here in the next 50 seconds. I am going to have one more retro moment for you, and we'll be right back with a little bit more page well of our Mary here on Blog Talk Radio. Have you noticed? You hear something new at Fountains today. People who think young say, Pepsi, please. Those who think young say Pepsi, please. They pick the right one. 
to the voice of a new generation. Um, so I'm going to leave this up to you because I know we have gotten here. We actually have gone 90 minutes in on the show tonight, and I didn't think that was going to happen. Um, I may leave this other story for next week um, <laughs> about being put in the friend zone. Um, <laughs> I'll quickly, quickly, do because we haven't done it in a minute uh urban dictionary word of the week which is usually me pulling up the urban dictionary and pretty much going through the first few words that i see uh and my wonderful friend will laugh at me because i will probably at the spur of a moment not want to probably do it even though it sounded good um and i can tell you right away the first one was dirty heisman and i'm not going to do that one (laughs) <laughs> Do you really want to know what that is? No, no, no. I know what that is. That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> so, nope, I'm going to bypass that. Oh. Um, oh, that's great. There's one from 2013, which is called Dog Blocking. Uh,. Okay. <laughs> which, which I hope does not happen to most of you on this Valentine's Day weekend. But dog blocking is when a girl's dog prevents you from getting laid by lying between you and her in bed. It may include the dog <laughs> doing anything that kills the mood, draws the girl's attention away from you and your penis, it says. For example, getting sick, needing a walk, or just being cute. <laughs> dog blocking. <laughs> Um, and then one of the other words that I see here, uh, sleeper build, it's a physique that is not appealing to the naked eye until it's flexed or uncovered. Normally someone that looks small, but big when flexing. (laughs) Sleeper build. Uh, Oh gosh. Okay. And then, uh, Canadian goodbye. (laughs) And <laughs> it's not what you think. Uh, is politely leaving a party while fairly sober, often enacted by asking if anyone needs anything, adjacent to an Irish goodbye, it says. <laughs> and then the one over here that I love, and because it's my birthday, I could probably say, you know what, i got to come up with, like, a word play here of, like, bad words. and I'll put it this way. Itch eating crackers. <laughs> Oh, uh, everything this person does annoys you. Even something as simple as eating crackers. Taken from the meme, your BEC is that person that you can't stand. Uh, so that's it's eating crackers. <laughs> so there you go. 
So okay. I saved you so I saved you tonight from a really bad one. And uh this time I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm so dying that that was the first one on the list. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm not even gonna go there. Um, and I can tell you the only other thing tonight from the Smoking Gun Files uh, that we did see, and like I said, we do not condone any type of domestic abuse whatsoever. But this was in the Smoking Gun Files. Uh, it was from a Minnesota woman who was jailed for domestic assault after she allegedly clobbered her boyfriend in the head with a whole chicken. Uh, This according to the cops, who reported that the victim, quote, still had some chicken residue in his hair when they responded to the 911 call. Uh, The victim told cops that he was driving home last night to take the uh, the residence of the sheriff when he was attacked. The man who had been in a bar with her said that she was hitting him and spitting in his face as they were en route home. Upon arriving at the residence, the man alleged, she hit him with a whole chicken in the back of his head. The victim still had, <laughs> according to the probable cause statement, it says the victim still had some chicken residue in his hair. When cops sought to place her under arrest, pulling her hands away from the officers, requiring multiple attempts to get her handcuffed. And while being escorted from her home, she continued to yell, attempted to pull her arms away from the officers, and she kicked her legs around. Um, of course, we know that she was charged with domestic assault, both misdemeanors. Uh, it's not her first time, <laughs> uh, but court residents do you. not indicate. But I love the last part of the story. It says court records do not indicate whether the chicken allegedly wielded by her was cooked or raw, or whether the victim was injured by the poultry strike. <laughs> by the poultry strike. Oh heavens. Uh. <laughs> Never, it never, ever fails. Um, so, yeah, um, that was. <laughs> Next time, just go with the, uh, just go with the uh, chicken wings, man. Just don't get a whole chicken. <laughs> it doesn't pay. Not the whole chicken. Not the whole chicken. <laughs> So it's better than her trying to fit it over his head. That's that's <laughs> also true. Uh, also true. Also true. Bravo on that one. And it's. I mean, after everything's said and done, if it wasn't cooked, he might yeah. get poisoned by salmonella. It'd be fine. Yes, he'll be he'll be fine. <laughs> so so there's a method to her mad <laughs> to her chicken I love you madness. Had chicken residue in his head. <laughs> yeah, especially that slimy part. I don't know. Maybe the heart fell out. Uh, Maybe the heartless chicken. I know. Clock <laughs> on the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to probably not do the other stories for fear that we would probably go too long. Um, we've only reached this pinnacle of doing this show only a couple of times, and we enjoy doing it every week with you. But uh, I'll save it for next week. Um, shout out this week uh, to my fellow birthday uh, celebrates tomorrow because uh, I share a birthday with a lot of this, this gets interesting because I've read so much in the last few days and I'm always interested. I mean, there's a lot of people who have um, the same birth date, but mine actually happens to fall on the same day as 
Jennifer Aniston, Randy Norwood, Kelly Rowland, and Aubrey O'Day. Um, how's that for a list? <laughs> yeah, seriously. There's a few other a little people. jelly. There's a few other people. Um, it would also include like where's the guys? Uh, Taylor Lautner also has the same birth date. Um, also, uh, on that day, um, D'Angelo, the singer, uh, has the same birth date. I'm leaving off two people because we don't count them. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, and those of you probably do know. Uh, but also born on that day, Tina Louise of Gilligan's Island fame. Um, so she's the last surviving cast member of that TV series. Uh, so wow. uh, Leslie Nielsen also had uh, the same uh, date of birth as did Burt Reynolds. Um, so yeah, that's that's pretty elite company. And like I said, also I do believe uh, on that day. No, I don't. I think Edison was the next day, but um, but no. No, he's on the 11th as well. Thomas Edison uh, on the 11th. So quite a few people. Uh, but shout out to all of them. Um, and yeah, that's it for me. Who How would ever guess that Tom Edison was going to get a shout out? Yeah. Thanks for the lights, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Quite enjoy them. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shout out to Jada. Even though Mary doesn't think the most of you, I still love you. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, for you, happy birthday to you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank happy you. birthday. I normally sing to you, but I'm I'm not I'm going to refrain this year. What? Cuz I don't want to do it too. You, know, you want me to sing? I'll sing. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Levar. Happy birthday to you. That's the only time I'm ever going to sing nice. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was going to get it a la Marilyn Monroe, but uh, I was expecting <laughs> uh, I did do the face. But, like, you know, <laughs> I don't have the mouth. That didn't sound right. Mouth shape. <laughs> I'm going to stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Please do. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> um, but, yes. Um, but, no, besides that, did you have any other shout-outs this week? Uh, I don't have any other shout-outs this week. Oh, no, yes, I do, coming up. Um, there is Uncle Mike, my Uncle Mike, who is not actually my uncle, but, you know, I'm from the generation that basically any strange man that came over to the house more than twice became an uncle. My Uncle Mike has a birthday <laughs> coming up. My parents have an anniversary coming up. They have been together for 47 years now, um, oh. coming up on the big 5 So... 
Yeah, you don't hear about that anymore. So congratulations to them. Um, you know, I know I was the best thing that ever happened to you, so it's okay. Um, you don't have to tell me. Um, <laughs> I was your happiest joy, I know. Um, but, no, congratulations to them for, for 47 years. Again, that's not something that you get to hear a lot about anymore. It, it seems to be um, harder and harder these days to find people that have actually worked through a lot of the problems that they have in relationships and, and, and through the ups and the downs and everything in between and make it work a solid, you know, be a solid force. And um, I've always looked up to them for that. So right. congratulations. And then yeah. – I got a text message from one of our listeners that said, happy birthday, LeVar, as well. So, yay for listeners. Thank Thank you for listening and joining us and all that good stuff. We do have a Discord. Can you start putting that out there in the world? Yes. We have everything, but uh, it's just a matter of... We have everything. (laughs) (laughs) We got everything except the TikTok, which... um... Give I know that was weird. That's where, that's where Mary drew the line. <laughs> She's not doing TikTok. Have you heard the whole thing about TikTok now? Oh, there's there's controversy. So it's, I say this. I know that it is getting banned in some states now. Um, uh huh. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. But even though what they say about it and the reason why. Hey, we can always use more listeners, so if you want to spy, <laughs> you guys want to spy in and listen in on our show, you are more than welcome. <laughs> yes. And thank you. What's <laughs> <Yes. laughs> well, a billion more listeners? So, yes, <laughs> I've got no issues. But, um, no, but thank you. Thank you, everyone. Um, like I said, to see another year it's always a blessing and um you know i think when you get to this many uh it's not about the physical gifts it's uh more about the gifts that aren't seen and the gifts that are given that you can see uh and that's you know friendships and family and good health um and i wish the same for all of you and along with uh peace to all of you in your lives and um May we all see many birthdays, and may we all enjoy them with the people that we love. So uh, with that, uh, I will thank you for listening to us. Uh, We're here just about every Friday night, 10 o'clock Eastern, 9 o'clock Central, with page one here on Blog Talk Radio, which can be heard on iTunes, on iHeartRadio, on Spotify. Uh, So thank you for listening, and thank you for passing along the word about this show. Uh, And we will see you next time, especially next week. Uh, for another edition of page one. So with that, for Mary, I'm LeVar. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Oh, and by the way, happy birthday to my twin brother. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. That would um, be very bad if you forgot that. He knows it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's the birthday which shared it's shared by him so happy birthday to us so yes thanks so much for listening everybody and take care of yourselves and each other goodbye
Until next week, then. Good night. Pleasant dreams. for listening to page one don't forget to get the latest show info on twitter at news comment btr and add us as a podcast on apple iHeartRadio, spotify and other platforms where we can be found Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.